want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. I just did a course with a gentleman on how to buy businesses. So I actually went and bought a Facebook group. I didn't, did you know you could buy Facebook groups? <laughs> I knew you could buy Instagram groups. I didn't know you could buy Facebook. That's very cool. I bought a Facebook group um, and I, and I took it over. I'm the admin and now I have that list, but they did not know how to pivot. And I know, um, I think it's Ty Lopez. What he's done is he's gone and bought all these businesses that don't know what to do. Dress Barn, Radio Shack, um, Pier One. They didn't, they weren't able to pivot. And so they were in bankruptcy. So he went and bought them and he's just revert. He's turned them into e-commerce. So now they're e-com stores. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's fascinating. And I had a yeah. couple of clients that got really caught out. So I had two big clients. Uh, my world changed too. You know, like I was, I was working with, I thought that I'd, I'd started to work with elites. I had one client who had 240 franchises and was, uh, you know, uh, making over hundred million a year, but they were brick and mortar businesses. So when the, when the, when COVID hit, he had to go into, he cares about all his franchises or his family. He had to like, really had to look after them. You know, his, his he went from living the dream to, to really like just trying to save the business. Right. And another client of mine, they were doing over a million dollars a month. They, they weren't marketing. They were getting most of their business through referral. And when COVID hit, they said to me, we think we're gonna have to shut down. And I, went, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys have a really good business. There's no reason why you should have to shut down. They were already online, but they weren't marketing. So the first thing we did was uh, activate their email list. They had like 20,000 emails that they hadn't, you know, contacts, prospects that they weren't contacting. They weren't communicating with their sales team. You know, the, the marketing team was so busy, uh, whatever they do, you know, this is the thing. A lot of companies are not, they're not in touch with what's, what, what's working today. Right. Right. So, so would that be your advice as well is, is you've got to be up to date with, uh, with what's happening. You, you really do. I mean, I have, they're like Dropbox. I now, I, I know now because of COVID, what they've done is they've completely eliminated their in-person that all of their employees. Now they just converted to everybody to online. Uh, I worked with a salesperson from IBM. And she's now, instead of dealing face-to-face -face with customers, she's having to do it on Zoom so or, you know, on conference calls. So I taught her how to sell on camera oh, and nice. how to get that trust going. And, you know, um, then I worked with another client who just wanted to look good on camera because she said, we have these group meetings and you look at everybody's little squares and everybody looks, you know. So she ended up getting promoted 
um, because of, of just some quick work that we did and some minor changes that we made um, with her look on camera. So right now, I think the big advantage is people who are knowing how to make that pivot, how to get on camera, how to get in touch with their customer base and say, okay, now how can I serve you? And the successful companies like the, the restaurants that were immediately successful when the whole shutdown began uh, in March of 2020, the successful businesses were the ones that reached out to their customers and served them and said, okay, we can't, we can't give you food right now, but you know what? We can give you one of our recipes. Here's one of our top recipes and let's show you. And they did a video of how to make it, you know, and that's, so it was just being a little bit different and not being afraid to give something to your clients. And I think that some people like they're so they're, they just have this death grip on their business and their information or their intellectual property. And it's when you are open and giving and sharing and people know that you care that they, they come back, you know, it's like that no like and trust. No, 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 no. It's no love and trust. And they have to know that you know, love and trust them before they will know love and trust you. So it, it, you have to be, um, personally involved and you have to be open to change. I mean, so many people had such a death grip on their businesses last year. They're like, oh, no, 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 things will come back. No, I said right from the beginning, this is like 9-11. When things changed, they kept changed. You know, when we- they made- what we're all going to have to accept. I mean, I had a yeah. conversation with somebody who recommended someone to be a client with to yeah. me the other day and I had a Zoom conference with her and um, she has a-, a natural therapies business like it's hypnosis you know so there and she has all these licensees people she has a technology and people pay her to learn her technology and i said you're going to have to be able to start doing that training online if you really want to make your business work she happened to be in a city that's in lockdown so uh i said you, you're going to need to go online and she was like i just don't know how to take this thing online and i said well then you're asking the wrong questions because if you can't figure it out you're going to lose your business. This is going to be a while that we're all going to be moving online. People who've moved to, to I mean, my daughter's a lawyer. She works online now. My One of my clients is a top lawyer. She's doing court online. Yep. Another one of my, uh, you know, my daughter's boyfriend is a venture capitalist. He's now working remote. They shut their office down because they didn't need to go to the office anymore, right? And so it's this is the world that we're living in is that people need to get used to doing Zoom, being professional on Zoom, have a decent quality microphone, have a decent camera, have a good background. Think about what's behind you, right? Think about how you show up. And uh, anyway, so, okay, now the question that I like to ask everybody on this interview series is, and this is really cool because you have actually just done it. Uh-oh. <laughs> so if you had to start over, knowing what you know now, how would you build a seven-figure business? Ah, let's let's assume I'm starting over and I don't have any money because there's two different ways to do it. There's starting business with money and there's starting business without money. And it's easier to start business when you have money. So I will say starting business without money. Uh, first of all, I think it's kind of one of those things that if you could talk to your earlier self, what would you say? Oh my gosh, get out there and and do it. Don't be afraid to just get out there and do it. Number one, make relationships and, you know, start like relationships with your client base, of course, but getting relationships with other business owners, because I think people that are self-employed 
are brilliant and they have amazing ideas, but two and three heads are always better than one. And when you can get in a room with other people that are building businesses and exchange ideas, I think that's really, really important. So, um, and, and get online, get in front of a camera, get online and get every place online because people, you know, they don't, there's so many millionaires out there that nobody's ever heard of. And there's so many amazing products out there that no one's ever heard of. Um, and I didn't really start running ads until a few months ago. I've never run ads in my business. It was all referral, but now that things have changed, I had to do it different. So, but that's a money thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just important to get out there, meet people and on a consistent basis, get out and meet new people every single solitary day. They can either become a client, a business partner and a business associate or somebody that's going to give you good advice. Thank you. Good advice. And actually it's very aligned with what I'm doing. Uh, when COVID hit and my live event got shut down, um, I was, I, I started reaching out to a whole bunch of my friends that, that were in the same situation that we were all running live events or, you know, we, we ran networking businesses or, you know, people who had to deal with the public and said, what are you doing? And a lot of them were moving to webinars really quickly. They had moved to uh, the ones that did amazingly well, like one of my clients made $400,000 from one webinar were the ones that moved their one day, their full day events to a full day webinar. So a Zoom meeting, you know, or, or, and then move to like, even doing the three day intensives, implementation intensives, move them to Zoom, you know? And what was surprising was people were getting better results because in a live event, they tend to be passive. They tend to sit there and listen, but when they're doing a Zoom implementation, they can actually be doing the work, you know? So, um, so we found that we, you, you could scale, you could have more people on your events, um, from all over the world now, as long as they were willing to even, you know, do it whatever time zone they were in. And uh, it, you just have to be flexible in your behavior, right? So, and they could also get better results even than they used to get from the live events. So, um, so what we're doing now with our businesses, we're, we're actually doing masterminds because what I found was getting together exactly what you're saying, getting together with my other friends that were successful, had years of experience, who were flexible in their behavior and saying, what are you doing that's working and talking about what they were doing? I then took all the different ideas and some of the guys were making unbelievable. And I was telling you before we started this, that one of my friends has, he went from making 50 million to hundred million over COVID because he moved everything online and he, he was all in with the advertising because he knows his numbers, right? So you talked about advertising and it, it doesn't have to be expensive to start with a little bit of advertising. You can start with $5 a day on Facebook to, to see if mm -hmm. your ads work and then scale up from there to the point where I just interviewed another guy for the show who is, uh, he does the marketing for a lot of the really big, he's worked with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and, and he actually does Dean Graciosi's marketing. And he was saying that um, these guys are confident to spend like twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a day because they have their numbers all worked out. Right. They know um, how much it costs to get a customer and how many their averages are. Like if you spend this much, you'll get this many sales. And as long as you're profitable, as long as you know that you've got enough margin in your overall product. And that's the stuff that I'm really excited about working with people on now is right. helping them understand their numbers. This is what I found is over years and years in business, a lot of people don't look at their bookkeeping. They don't look at their accounting. They don't really want to know their numbers. They never really, the big companies do. They're looking at their profitability all the time, but 
but even they go out of business because they're not taking it. They're not measuring things properly or they are they're right. exposed. You have to know your KPIs. And if you don't know, you know I, I don't like going, that's why I hired somebody. Somebody else goes out and gets all the numbers. I love looking at my numbers and crunching my numbers. And I have been surprised um, by some of them. Wow. I thought that was going to do really well, <laughs> you know? And then you get your numbers back. It's like, Okay, I need to make some phone calls and see why this didn't work, you know. But yeah, you have to have those key performance indicators. And if you don't know what they are, um, I know my son just got a job and he was like, yeah, we're going to track your KPIs. And my son said, KPIs, what does that mean? They go, we don't know. (laughs) Like, okay, then how do you know what they are? You know, so it's, yeah, you've got to know your numbers. And like you said, you can run an ad. Yes, and they put, this is probably what they were thinking, but where I've learned to use KPIs is, I have a lot of contractors, you know, we do a lot of design work. We do a lot of editing. We do a lot of writing. We do a lot of, you know, website design. So what I've learned to do, and this is from coaching, you know, from friends who are successful online is one big problem I was having was that a lot of agencies or, or, you know, uh, what do you call them? Um, Web designers, web designers in particular, they want you to pay them in advance. And then you're waiting around for them to deliver, right? And quite often it's a disappointing experience, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said to one of my friends, what am I doing wrong? How can I fix this? And he said, well, what you have to do is when you're hiring anybody in your team is set um, milestones, we can call them. We don't have to call them KPIs, but you say, right. here's what I expect. Here's what we're agreeing on. Let's mutually agree to this. You'll get paid to the, you know, if you insist on being paid in advance, then we'll do it in milestones. If you hit the target, you, you hit your KPIs, your, your key performance indicators, then we'll keep going, you know, but, right. but I, but that way, you know, very quickly if they're not. And so when you hire somebody to work with you, you also want to be making sure you give, you keep track of the work you've given them, agree on when it's supposed to be delivered. And uh, Jack Welch was one of my mentors, you know, from GE, and he was known to be one of the most successful CEOs of all time. And he said, and it was quite controversial was, that you need to manage the people who are not a fit for your company out and replace them with people who are a fit. You're doing them a favor and you're doing your company a favor. And that was how he was able to grow GE to, you know, like a hundred billion dollars because he said, we just really focused on successful behavior across the whole team. And if somebody's not a fit and you give them plenty of warnings, if they're not hitting the the target or, or producing the results, kindly move them out and put somebody right. else who is going to be a performer. Yeah, that, that was one of the best pieces of advice that I received was hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. And that now that I have my own team, I made a mistake last year and I hired somebody too quickly. I'm like, oh, and um, it really did not work out at all. Um, yes. And it can yeah. be, it, what I found is um, you've got to be really careful of hiring people that are yes men on your team because you think oh. it's being taken care of. Right. And it's not. So it's really your responsibility as, as a leader to make sure that things are getting done. Um, that's where I've, I, I find those people to be the worst saboteurs that you can have in your business is take on joint venture partners or affiliates or strategic alliance partners or contractors or employees right. that you think are managing areas that have to get done. Because what we do when we're working online, there's all these moving parts that have to come together. Right. And if one part of it, like, uh, I was telling you before we started that we were about ready to launch this week. And then we went and checked our website and we saw that the main opt-in box where people would actually join our membership program hadn't been connected. And Ooh. my marketing uh, consultant said, 
let's just hold because we let's check everything before we go live because we don't want to send like 20,000 people to this landing page and it's they not working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we might end up with a whole bunch of unsubscribes and, you know, like so unhappy people. So mm-hmm. um, everything has to be working, you know, and, and it's a process. So, well, all right. So your last piece of success advice, because um, I'm late for my next meeting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got one coming up too. I could talk to you all day. I could talk to you all day. You're wonderful. So what's your last bit of advice for people who are pivoting in today's world? Uh, Learn to look good on camera. You know, it's just right now, everything's going to be online. And so, I mean, you can probably find it, come to me and I'll help you or find someplace on YouTube. This has a video somewhere. Of course, there's a lot of bad videos on YouTube, but uh, learn to get on camera, not be afraid of camera um, and get your face and your voice out there so people can see you because they will, again, they'll, they need to trust you. And if you're hiding behind someplace and you're too afraid to expose yourself, they're not going to trust you. And I just, that's our new economy right now is you have to be a real person. Um, And the thing is, is that people want to see the real you. They don't want to see the Instagram filtered version of you. And so get out there and get on camera and be real and be honest and be you and let the people who love you, love you. And if they don't, that's okay. They can have somebody else they can love. Let them yeah. Move. And yeah, I, I love that. Thank you, Colleen. And I would agree. And one of the things that you're going to have to deal with if you do Facebook ads or you put out a podcast or a TV show like I am is you will get critics. There's people out there that are just, honestly, when you start running Facebook ads, you'll, you'll get people who will uh, say bad things about you just because you're advertising. You know, they don't want right. to see ads on their feed. It could right. be that simple it can be that simple nothing you've done just you know we were you and I were talking about how uh we we can't let the critics hold us back uh, I resisted putting my first book out for years because I was afraid of being judged um and I had low self-esteem issues I know it's hard to believe but yeah, yeah I have low self-esteem and uh <laughs> let's work on that <laughs> I've done a lot of work on that done a lot of work on that. uh but the um, but I do I, I did worry a lot about being judged. Even I had made millions and millions of dollars through a multiple amount of I had been taught myself to be a stock market investor, a real wow. estate investor, flipped houses, flipped businesses. I took over businesses that had gone broke five times and made them successful. But when I wanted to teach people how to create wealth, because I met a, a very wealthy mentor and she said to me, you've got a great story. People would want to hear your story. Other women would love to learn how to invest like you invested. They'd love to learn these skills for financial independence. And I was so worried about people not thinking that I was the real deal. You know, I was so worried for so long that people would, would criticize me or attack me or find me to be inauthentic. That right that I delayed putting it out for years. And it wasn't until I was actually, um, I, I, what I ended up doing was to get over my own insecurities was I interviewed all these other super successful people who had already built brands, but it, by accident, and then wrote books and created training programs, but by accident, I created what I call Selly branding, which I realized was when you start a project where you bring in all these other authorities, it automatically elevates you to their level of, of experience. You, you learn from them, you learn from the interviewing, but you also suddenly get positioned with them and you become friends with them. And 
um, it's a very cool thing, you know? So uh, that was kind of how I got over it. it was, was aligning myself with other experts and then starting. And then over time I started to realize I really do know this. I, I can stop right. living in the shadows. And then I went through a cancer experience and, and it really became clear to me that um, I might not have very much time. And that if I, if I had a, a, a legacy to leave, if I really was going to make the impact that I wanted to make, then uh, today is the day because we never know how long we're going to have, right? Yeah. And I think once you realize, and I, I work with my clients and I tell them this, first of all, people are going to judge you, period. End of discussion. And there's going to be people out there that don't like you because you remind them of the bully in high school or whatever. And there's nothing you can do about that. And that's why I love the um, Teddy Roosevelt quote where it says, the only people that matter are the ones that are in the, the arena with you battling and and you know, bleeding with you, not the person up in the, the heckling you from the cheap seats because they don't have the guts to be down in the arena. You do. So who cares what they think? They're, they're just expressing their own insecurities. So yeah, you're going to have the hecklers and they're going to be up there, but who cares? There's a couple of them. Don't focus on them. I remember uh, this one client that I worked with, he used to love and go, he would love to go to Amazon and read his one star reviews because he thought they were hilarious. He said, I don't, I don't really care about the, the yes men, the people who love me. I, you know, that's good, but I really want to hear what the hecklers have to say, because some of them might have a good point, you know, but more often than not, they really don't, you know, so just ignore them. And I think I, once I, you realize that they're, I just happened to see a, a an interview that well, actually was a blog post that Jeff Walker did of, of Product Launch Formula. He put out a thing the other day. He's re-releasing his book, Product Launch Formula. And he said, I wanted, I just thought before I rewrite the book, I would go and see what, you know, the one-star reviews had to say. And he said, and I went through and I thought it was fascinating that you could have one person who, who built an eight-figure business from my book, never did the program, but was able to credit my book, what was in the content and applying the content to create a figure business. And then there were other people who were saying, this doesn't work, this is a scam. And it was really about the person, not the program, because the program has been proven over and over, right? So, um, so I absolutely love that. I, I think you're absolutely right. And what I always say to, whenever I feel like I'm nervous about getting on stage or getting on a media interview or anything like that, I remind myself that, and this is what I tell my speaker clients as well, you're there to change just one person's life. If you connect with just one person who sees you and you make a difference for that one person, it's been worth it. Yes. As long as you're not, you know, creating a dangerous situation for yourself and a whole right. bunch of haters, you know, yeah. <laughs> we don't advise you to go and do that. <laughs> but, it, but what I find is that when you come from that place of service, when you, when you actually go out on a stage and you're, you think to yourself, okay, I've got to give them the best value I can give them. I get to download as much of my knowledge in an accessible way so that they can get what they need to get. They will love you for it. They'll pick up that energy, right? And you'll get fans for life. Right, absolutely. And and I think the other thing is, is that I, and I was talking about this this morning in my podcast, on my podcast, um, that hurt people hurt people. So when people are being hurtful, it's, again, it says more about them. It's they're coming from a place, their woundedness, mm -hmm. and they're lashing out. And it's, it might not even be you, you know, it's just they are lashing out. And so I think it says more about them than it does about 
you or me or, or anybody else, you know? Um, and, and like you were saying about Jeff Walker, it's like, how can both people read the exact same thing? Somebody else goes out and makes eight figures. Somebody else says it's a scam. It says more about them. You know? <laughs> so get out there and do it and, and take action because action is what, you know, sponsors more action. That's, that is what brings the money in. It's just, you have to be out there doing it. You can't be sitting back learning and learning and learning. You got to get out in the arena and start shedding some blood. Well, thank you, Colleen. So lovely to connect with you. And you uh, too. We have to end with some kisses. And <laughs> and, and uh, people who are watching this on my in, on my site will have um, show notes there, a link for you to go and check out Colleen's programs. And if you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to go and check the show notes because she's got a lot of different trainings and we'll be promoting different things from time to time. So um, we'll see you guys and hope you enjoyed the interview. Hi, this is Sydney. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.